Welcome to Single Mom Stories with Kelly Travis, a show that brings you stories and conversations about life as a single mom, the mess and the beauty and everything in between. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Single Mom Stories podcast. I'm here solo today with you. So thanks for being with me. Thanks for showing up. I do hope that you're finding some value in these episodes, especially the interviews and the conversations with other moms who have been so gracious and open about sharing their own journey. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been on the show and will be on the show moving forward. It takes a lot to talk about it, but what I've heard from guests already is that it's super helpful we feel less alone. We feel like our we're being heard, we're being seen. And I hope that you are feeling that way too, if you've been listening. Today, I wanted to do a solo episode. I have lots of amazing guests coming up. But today, I wanted to talk about something that I find comes up a lot in my conversations just offline with moms that I'm talking with. I have experienced this myself and still do. And I have clients who um, we're working through this as well. And that is shame. And as humans, we all experience this. It's like double down on as single moms. But let's talk about because people get confused between guilt and shame. The best way I can decipher the two is that guilt is I did something bad. Shame is I am bad. And what I hope you get out of this brief conversation chat is that you can put down the shame or practice putting it down. Other people do it enough. We don't have to shame ourselves, right? Motherhood in particular, as Brene Brown will tell you, is a big shame trigger for women. Single motherhood, even more so. And I've even noticed in having conversations with women around this single mom podcast, there's like an apology about the label. Well, but you know, there are other moms that, you know, they're doing parenting on their own. They have a partner. So I don't really want to call myself a single mom. And I think that so many of us don't want to wear that identity because there's such a negative connotation and it carries more shame because there is a lot of shaming of single parents. I believe it's getting better because it's unfortunately becoming more and more normal, but other people do it for us. And it's well-documented. You know, the mom at the school with her whispers about the child of the single parent, the internet know-it-alls who, you know, insist that if you just worked at it, you wouldn't be in this position. Man, I remember when I my kids first started going to a private school. I won't name names. It was a religious private school. And the staff there was so unkind to me <laughs> when they found out that I was a single mom and I could just feel it, the judgment and the way they spoke to me. And we definitely did not stick around. But we as single parents can be our own worst enemies. And that's what I want to talk about. You know, we've got to get away from the opinions of others that 
moms are to blame for the absent dads because we picked those guys, right? Or that we didn't do the work, even though, you know, we're the ones who tried and tried to figure it out. You know, and then you have cases where people are single parents by choice or they are widowed. And that's a whole different experience. So we need to get away from this feeling that we need to apologize to people who are still in relationships and explain ourselves as though still being in a relationship makes other people experts at something that we failed at, right? Remember, when you entered your relationship, you didn't know everything you know now, right? It's so much easier to judge ourselves from this vantage point because we're different now. We have space, we have distance. When we were in it or fresh out of it, it was a lot easier to judge ourselves. We have to have that perspective. And, you know, things that don't help aside from other people's opinions are the fact that, you know, many of us grew up, a good majority of us, envisioning that if we were going to have children, that would exist in a family with two parents. And then when we're hit with the reality that we are doing it on our own, that's a tough shift. That's a hard pill to swallow. And it's normal to feel all the things about that, right? Shame being a big one, you know, that maybe we didn't do things the right way. But remember, these feelings aren't facts. We are not to be shamed for our status. So we grapple with this feeling of embarrassment or shame. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that parenting with an extra set of hands theoretically is easier. I'm not saying it is for everybody. (laughs) As long as both parents are doing the work and getting along, we'll say that, right? I know many, many people are in relationships where that's not happening. But, you know, we grew up with this idea that families need two parents to, you know, take care of their kids and, and have conversations about how to raise them and and what to do for them. And, and it looks different now, right? And then let's not forget that on one side, the shame is about our, you know, our relationship status. But the other piece is, at least in my experience, and I'd love to hear from you all, feeling like we're not enough when we're parenting alone, that we aren't giving our kids enough time or energy, or we don't have enough money And I don't know about you, but I often go to bed at night wondering if it would be better, how I could do better. I've had so many days where I drop my kids off after a tough, tough morning of getting them out the door and I have tears in my eyes and I'm thinking, man, I'm going to F them up. Like It's going to be my fault. (laughs) And it's what we have to remember is that single parent or married parent, we all need help raising our kids. We cannot do it alone. We need support no matter what our marital status is, our relationship status is. And what I think is important to remember when we're not feeling strong or good enough is that all moms feel this way at some point or another, right? It's part of being a mom. It doesn't matter if you're a wealthy married mom or you are a rich single mom or a 
poor married mom or a struggling single mom, or you're in a community of moms, we all feel inadequate. We all feel like we're not enough. And everybody has these moments, no matter what their status is. There's no shame in that status. So I've found there are things that help me with this. And, you know, to put it bluntly, shame only hangs around if we allow ourselves to let those thoughts or other people's opinions determine how we feel about ourselves, right? If we let definitions of good parenting or relationships impact us, or we have expectations of ourselves that are not realistic, it's just a part of who we are. And you know, we're human and it's easy to place judgment on ourselves and look around. And, you know, I think COVID was really hard on a lot of um, parents in general because everybody had an opinion of how you were supposed to deal with that. And for a lot of folks, it was hard to educate your kids while also having a full-time job and to figure out how to juggle that. And there was no right or wrong. <laughs> Nobody had ever done it before. So looking for other people to tell you what to do is never a good thing, right? We have to decide what's best for us and our kids and our family in order to survive and thrive and to maintain a healthy home. And I think, you know, add to that social media and the increase of use of social media makes it really easy to judge ourselves based on other people's situations. And just remember that oftentimes what's on social media are just a bunch of highlight reels and we're not seeing the full picture, right? So let's talk about the tool I use when I hear that nasty little voice in my head telling me I'm not good enough or that I'm screwing up my kids all by myself or that I should have more energy for them or be able to provide more for them. All of those things, right? Or, you know, they'd be better off if I had a other person doing it with me alongside of me, right? We can spend so much time dissecting all the things that aren't, right? All the things that don't exist. But what if we focused on what we are doing, right? We're so good at focusing on what's not going right, all the things that are wrong. But how often do we just pause and take in like the things we're doing well? Like we're getting food on the table. You know, in my case, I'm like, I'm feeding my kids every day healthy meals. They're getting out the door, they're exercising, they're in sports, they feel loved, right? Do I lose my shit sometimes on them? Yes, 100%. 100%. But so did my parents, and there were two of them, you know. <laughs> um, so here's what I do. And I teach this to all my clients who are moms, single moms, not parents at all. We have a voice in our head. And here are some numbers. We have about 60,000 thoughts a day. Of those 60,000 thoughts, 85% of them are the same thoughts we had yesterday. And of those same thoughts we have every day, roughly 95% of them are negative. They are shaming. They are some form of you suck. 
that our brain just doles out to us. And, and it is a protective mechanism. It is a human experience we all have. It, it's, it's something that shows up and it is our job to try to catch those thoughts and think something different. Because what happens is if you have a negative thought, and since we're talking about single parenting, parenting, I'm going with that. This is, I'm going to share an exact thought that I have all the time that I have to work at to change. And that is, um, I'm not a good mom. I'm not being a good mom. I'm screwing my kids up. So here's what happens. We have a circumstance that triggers these thoughts, right? And so let's say I have a rough morning. I yell at my kids. I send them out the door, drop them off at school. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a bad mom. Now I sent them off to school and they're going to hate me and I've screwed them up. What we have is we have the circumstance that creates the thought. All of our thoughts create a feeling. So in that case, that thought creates a feeling of shame. I am a bad mom. When we have a feeling, that feeling determines our next action. So if I'm thinking negatively, if I have a negative thought and then a resulting mm, not so great feeling, shame, then my action is going to be, I'm going to beat myself up. I'm going to spend a whole bunch of time obsessing over what I did and didn't do. It's going to derail me. It's going to consume energy and waste time on something that's already happened. And then we have a result from that, right? And that result is, I'm no better off. I feel bad about myself. I'm in a mood, right? All of these things. I don't show up my best for the rest of the day, all of the things. So we can intercept those thoughts. We can't change the circumstances, right? I can't change that I had a rough morning with my kids. I can't change, you know, the fact that they're seven and eight and they're constantly fighting and I'm constantly having to figure out how to navigate that. But what I can try to intercept are the thoughts so that my feelings shift. Now, we are human. We are not going to catch the thoughts all the time, but we can practice. Right. So I often have my clients put a reminder, a post it note, something to like check in. What am I thinking right now? And eventually you'll get so good at it that you'll catch those thoughts right away and you'll decide if you want to change them or if you're just going to roll with it. Sometimes I'm just in a mood and I just, you know, I fall into that little spiral, (laughs) but I eventually come out. So as an example, I have that negative thought. I'm a bad mom. I'm screwing my kids up. I feel shame. What I can do is what I always do. And it is I ask myself, is this thought useful? Pausing, asking myself, is this thought useful? Nine times out of 10, based on the percentages I gave you, no, those thoughts are not useful. The question as a follow-up to that is, well, what can I think instead Because it doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's not useful. It's not going to help me get through the rest of the day. It's not going to help me to beat myself up over it. I can move forward and make a better decision the next time, right? So what can I think instead? My go-to response to that is I'm doing the best I can. You can have any type of response here to a negative thought. It could be you know, like we just said, all moms struggle with this, or I'm going to do better next time, or I'm going to talk to my kids about this. I'm going to whatever. Like you can shift what you think about it. 
and what you say about it to yourself, right? So for me, I'm doing the best I can. It's a neutral thought. It's not some bullshit positive affirmation that my brain's not going to be able to latch on to. Like in that moment, I'm not going to tell myself I'm an amazing mom. I don't believe it, but I can believe I'm doing the best I can. When we try to bullshit ourselves with these positive affirmations, it is highly unlikely our brain is going to get to that place. So we have to pick neutral thoughts and progress up to something better over time. So what happens? I tell myself I'm doing the best I can. It doesn't derail my day. It gives me a little bit more positive momentum. I'm not falling in that deep spiral. I'm not in the shame spiral, right? And instead, I'm thinking, you know what? When they get home, I'm going to talk about this whole thing. And then we'll have a conversation and we'll talk about what I could have done better and why I responded that way. Like I do a lot of processing with my kids because of my background. And also, I find it to be very helpful at this age. So it results in a much better outcome in terms of how I move about my day, how I speak to myself for the rest of the day. It doesn't derail me, right? We don't end up in that spiral. So the reality is we're going to have negative thoughts. We're going to criticize ourselves. We're going to tell these, say these things to ourselves. We're going to feel these things. And we have the opportunity to catch some of these things. Like I said, not going to happen all the time. You're not going to you know, catch all of them. But we do have that opportunity. And we can change you know, our feelings, our actions, our results as, as we do this. So I just really wanted to share this with you. It's a tool I use in my coaching practice. And this, you can use it in any part of your life, right? Let's say you're at work and you're being critical of yourself and you can pick a neutral thought there. Um, maybe you're criticizing your body or your how you did something at work or how you showed up in a relationship or who knows something. We can pick a neutral thought to move forward, right? Instead of falling into that spiral and having all these feelings that kind of derail us throughout the day or in that moment. Because let's be real, life has lots of moments, lots of circumstances that result in these thoughts. We're going to have them. And what's amazing about the brain and what we can do with it is we have this opportunity to rewrite some of those stories about what we say to ourselves. You know, these are stories we've been that have been on repeat for as long as we've been alive. They are stories we've been telling ourselves, narratives we've been saying to ourselves about different things, and they just show up. So if you find yourself shaming yourself because you're a single parent or because you feel like you're not enough for your kids because you're a single parent, right? Then please try to use this tool because there is no shame in being a single mother or just in being a mother. There's only shame if we get into that spiral. Be proud of where you're at and what you've done and the strength that you have found to be able to provide for your kids and get up every day and be there for them. It's amazing. It is amazing. And when people ask me, like, how do you do it? I just say, you would be able to do it too. We figure it out. 
right? We figure it out. And is every day um, beautiful? No, definitely not. (laughs) It's exhausting and I'm in tears a lot. Nobody's going to lie about that, but we're all doing the best that we can, right? In the circumstances we have. And some days are amazing and some days are just shit, but you're not alone. So I hope this helped and I hope that you can use this tool. If you do, will you please, please reach out to me either send me a DM on social. Um, You can send me a DM at Single Mom Stories Podcast on Instagram. That's probably the best. You can also come hang out with us in the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Or you can send me an email at support at kellytravis.net and just in the subject line, put podcast episode or shame or something. And then let me know if you used it or or just how you're doing. That's what I'm doing this for. I'm not doing this for money or anything else. I'm truly doing this because this is something I needed years ago. And I'm hoping that if it reaches a handful of people, then that's amazing to me. So I'm here and I love hearing from you all. So please don't be a stranger. If you enjoy this podcast and you feel up to it, I know you're tired. Like you're doing a lot. (laughs) But if you have a minute, head over to rate and review. And that just helps people find this. Um, It lets people know what it is and it puts it in front of other people. um, And we just get more folks who are listening. All right. Thanks so much for being with me. I'll be back with a guest next week. All right. Bye. 